Welcome to the Anchor Talk Podcast. It's time for episode 41. We are featuring back-to-back Anchor Profile interviews. And uh, this one is with Mark Anthony. He's from the UK. Fascinating interview. Mark is a career journalist, and he has been in the demolition business for many years. He has founded Demolition News, uh, com, the website and the magazine and uh, very fascinating interview you're going to love it uh, it is really a great honor and pleasure to interview a lot of the anchor members and get to know them this is part of our anchor profile series our goal is to interview uh, one-on-one in about a 20 to 30 minute format kind of a fireside chat get to know you uh, format uh, 100 anchor members and so we were already up to nine members in the first week uh, if you'd like to be a part of that we'd love to have you anyone can sign up it takes about a half hour of your time uh, sign up at anchorinterviews.com and we'll get it done you can check the times there fill out a little form and we'll make it happen through the app here uh, at anchor so very cool now sit back relax and enjoy this fascinating interview Who doesn't like to just see things blown up? I mean, it's just fascinating. Get ready to really be uh, inspired. I know you're going to enjoy this interview with Mark Anthony from the UK. Welcome to the Anchor Talk podcast. It is my favorite time. It's time for profile interviews. And today's broadcast, we will feature an interview with Mark Anthony. We are talking to him in the UK. Mark, welcome to the podcast today. How are you? I'm very well, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, I understand that uh, you've been on Anchor a short time, but you've been quite prolific. I think just in 10 days, you already produced a podcast with about 11 episodes. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your Anchor experience in your first 10 days. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I, I, you're, you're dead right. I've, I have actually managed to do a podcast every day so far, and, and that's purely following the advice of others, you included. Um, in order to build your audience and to, to, to build your profile, the idea of, of podcasting every day, and it's, it's a pretty good discipline for me as well. I, I am a, I'm a journalist. I'm usually sat in front of a computer, and, and things do occur to me as I'm as I'm going through the day. And before now, I've just jotted them down in a notebook, but now I've got a way of just broadcasting it to the wider world. That that's awesome. Well, let me mention your the name of your uh, podcast is Demolition News, and that's your anchor station to Demolition News, Mark Anthony, and uh, uh, Mark, you are. Uh, a career journalist, and you've done a lot of things over the years. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know your background and how you got here and your specialty with demolition. Yeah, I, I've been a journalist for 30 years. Um, started writing about hotels and restaurants, and I, over the years I've written about everything from from motorboats through to um, uh, office equipment. Uh, but I, I started on a construction magazine about 25 years ago. Um, liked construction, liked construction equipment even more, and then I discovered the demolition industry. And once I discovered that, there was no turning back. It, uh, it is a pretty rough and ready, pretty rough, tough kind of industry. But the the people, as we say, they are real salt of the earth. You know, they are 
they're a bit rough around the edges, but they are a good bunch of people. There's there's a lot of lot that goes along uh, goes on behind the scenes in demolition, sort of charitable work and that kind of thing. And the people just are as as welcoming as you could possibly hope for. Um, so once I'd, I'd been on my first demolition site, I was I was literally hooked. So I, I started my own demolition magazine about eight years ago, um, and that's gradually it gone along. We we produced a in the, at the height of the recession, we we produced a website to help get demolition guys back into work. Um, we've written a couple of books to encourage children to consider a, a career in demolition. And as I say, I run demolitionnews.com, which is is updated several times a day, um, six days a week. Um, and it, much to my surprise, and to the surprise of everybody else, I think it's become the, the world leader in its in its field. I mean, it's a it's a very narrow field, but it is the world leader in its field. Um, and uh, well, joining, Anch- joining anchor is kind of the is kind of the next step of the the evolution of the business, really. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations! It's a great website. And I know you have demolitionnews.com. You also have a, a YouTube channel for Demolition News, right? Absolutely, yeah. That, that's been a, a big eye opener for me because I, you know, I, as I say, thirty year journey. So I'm, I'm fifty two years old, and and YouTube has kind of caught me by surprise. You know, I'm, I, I I learned to do I learned my trade on a typewriter, a manual typewriter. Um, so you know, I've got my my youngest son is has taught me YouTube. But it is, for some reason, and I, I guess I understand it because it's what I do for a living. I've I've always found demolition endlessly fascinating, and there's a there's a whole audience of people around the world that that find it equally fascinating. So, you know, what better way to show them than effectively on on YouTube and in, in video form? So we've you know we've invested in video equipment. We've we recently added a, a drone to our our equipment fleet as well um and yeah we awesome. we, we spent a lot of time filming and, and producing videos of demolition well i'm at demolitionnews.com here on my computer and you've got some great videos and yeah let me ask you uh, there is something quite fascinating about the process of demolition uh i think we're, we all have just a natural curiosity uh it, it's something that uh, people uh, really are interested in aren't they they certainly seem to be. Yeah, it, it, it's surprising when you scratch the surface. I mean, particularly in, on, in your part of the world, in the states, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, they will travel from state to state to watch these big, large-scale implosions that you guys are so good at over there. Um, we we have less of that. Unfortunately, the buildings here in the UK, because we're that much smaller, we're a bit we're a bit pushed for space, and implosions don't happen that often. But but certainly your side of the pond, that's a that's a big deal, and there, there is a. There is a real fan base of, of people that will literally travel from one place to another They're just just to watch tower blocks and hotels and bridges being blown up. That, that, that's quite interesting. So uh, tell us a little bit uh, about the actual process of demolition and the setup. I know it can be quite involved. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's it's really uh, can be an intricate set up can it it certainly can i mean i mean certainly the, the the bit of a demolition that everybody you know the layman is most interested in is the explosive form of demolition and when you watch it on the tv or you know even if you watch it live a tower block will be down in 10 15 maybe 20 seconds but what that that tv coverage doesn't show you is is there's probably six months work gone into getting that 20 seconds right a building has wow. to be prepared. It has to be drilled and pre-weakened. You know, there's lots and lots of planning that goes into it. And, and some, even things like the scheduling, you know, particularly where you've got to close roads, you've got to take into account 
um, wind direction, weather, you know, are you close to a railway line? Are you close to an airport? Because obviously if there's a dust cloud goes up, that could affect air traffic and that kind of thing. It's an absolutely huge logistical issue. And as I say, you know, a 20-second implosion could have been worked on for, I, I said six months, you know, that on occasions it's been a year or more. Um, so, you, you know, the public doesn't really get to see the real engineering work that goes on behind the scenes. They, they think it's a, a loud bang and a, a pile of rubble, but there's, a, there's an awful lot of very clever people working behind the scenes to make that happen. Oh, that that's fascinating. I, I would think that there uh, the amount of uh, knowledge that is needed uh, technically, uh, pyrotechnically. I mean, I don't even know the right words to say that it is very precise and very advanced, isn't it? It certainly is. I mean, particularly when you when you're speaking to explosive engineers, it's not just a case of bringing a building down. You know, they they can control the the direction that that building will fall to make sure it avoids. You know, neighboring buildings or services that run below the ground and that kind of thing, almost almost twisting a building on itself to, to get it to fall in the direction they need it to fall. And 99 times out of 100, that building will do precisely what it's told. We, we do have the occasional one that, that misbehaves or, or decides that it doesn't comply with gravity. <laughs> but, you know, by and ah. large, these guys are, are they, they really are engineers, artists and scientists all in one. Well, let me ask you about Anchor now. So you have a great website, YouTube. Uh, so what is your thinking about starting a podcast, especially targeted in the demolition area, on Anchor? Um, my main my main idea behind Anchor was to get to the people that I can't reach already. Um, I've, I've always been very conscious uh, as a journalist that, you know, I, I can I can spend a lot of time writing an article, writing a book, producing a video, but everything that I've I've done up until now requires somebody to stop. They have to stop work or stop doing a ledger activity to sit down and open a magazine or open a book or turn on a computer to watch a video. Whereas with a podcast and, and specifically with Anchor because of the, the ease with which it can be published. It's it's a way for me to get my message and, and the latest news headlines and, and and views from the industry straight into somebody's daily life. So whether they're in the car or certainly, I mean, in, in my case, a lot of the people that, that follow Demolition News uh, as a website are machine operators. You know, they are literally driving excavators and bulldozers and that kind of thing. All of which have access to, you know, Bluetooth equipment. They've got, they drive to the to the job site as well. So, you know, they've got connectivity in their car. So, right. Anchor basically gives me an opportunity to to be a non-intrusive part of their working day. You know, they don't have to stop, but they can still get their their daily fix of demolition news. What you just said was so powerful, just in the realm of knowing your audience and then targeting your message in unique ways in this digital world. And I think what you just said could be templating templated for any industry, any group, any tribe, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, one of, one of my biggest frustrations in the past was you know, certainly on the first magazine I ever worked on or first construction magazine I worked on, we had a circulation that we claimed was somewhere between 45 and 50,000 people a week. But you, you'd send the magazine out and, you'd, you know, you'd occasionally see them on somebody's desk or in a, in a site office. But you sent it out in the hope that somebody was, was at the other end of, of that process. 
with the advent of, of the internet, social media, and, and things like Anchor, you know, it, it, it does away with that guesswork. You know, you can actually get that direct interaction. I can say something on, on Anchor now. I, I mean, I, I literally have done today. I've said something on Anchor this morning at sort of 6.30 UK time. By 8 o'clock, I had two people call in to say that they had appreciated what I'd done. I've never That's had awesome. that before. Never had that before. Yeah, so with Anchor, and of course I'm experiencing the same thing you are, the level of interactivity I just think is yeah, it, it's hard to describe compared to other social media platforms. It's quite unique, isn't it? It certainly is. I, I, I think the other thing that it's got in its favor, I mean, I, 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 can, I can touch on some of this a, a bit further down the interview, but, I, you know, I've, I've had a fair degree of negativity. I, I had my own pet stalker for about two years. Um, my, my podcast today was about the fact that I was, I was actually threatened in my own home over something that I'd written in the past. But Anchor at the moment, Anchor has the benefit of being relatively new, relatively unknown. And to, certainly in my experience, it's been 100% supportive. You know, I've, I've had contacts from the likes of, of yourself and, and several others. Everybody that's been in touch with me via Anchor has, has been trying to help in some way, be it just kind of emotional support or just, you know, saying thank you for, your, for what you've done. Thank you for what you've said. Thank you for being part of this. You know, I've I've been on Twitter for ten years. Like within six months of starting Twitter, I was getting negative feedback. Facebook is exactly the same. We get negative feedback on on YouTube as well. That's not that doesn't seem to be the case with Anchor, and, and long may that continue. Uh, great insight there, and and I I totally agree. So uh, just to kind of finish out the the Anchor experience. Uh, so you, how did you hear about Anchor initially? <laughs> Um, I think I, I, I actually saw it maybe six months ago and it was one of those, uh, yeah, it was one of those things that I sort of parked on the back burner and thought I may go back to that at some point because, you know, right. that does sound interesting, but it was, it was, I think it was something I saw on Twitter that basically said it was now a podcast platform. It wasn't just what it was before, you know, there, there was an opportunity to actually sort of link anchor to google play music and to itunes which i've i've dabbled with before but it was always such hard work editing and uploading and rss feeds and everything that went with it and and once i saw the podcast feature it was it was one of those things i just i thought i've got to have a go at this and and from my point of view because i've got an established audience you know i've got a, a subscriber base i've got an email list I've got, you know, in, in a, a, a relatively small niche and a very vertical niche, if you like, I've got a very loyal following on social media, so Facebook, YouTube, right. and, and Twitter. And an anchor allows me to, to make even greater use of that. You know, there's, there's something new that I can, you know, there's additional value that I can provide my readers. And I've been quite pleasantly surprised. You know, I've I've had, as I say, I've only been on it for 10 days, and I've already got People, you know, through various different mediums have been in touch, you know, love what you're saying and, you know, like the idea of the show. I, I actually had dinner earlier this evening with a guy um, who is looking to start his own uh, anchor podcast in the next couple of days based on my recommendation. So I've been knowingly become an evangelist for the thing, you know. Well, there you go. So I'm, I'm curious to ask you, uh, you've already got like a great base with uh, your website and the magazine. So how are you using up to this point and hope to in the future 
anchor uh, content? Uh, are you putting out on social media? Are you including uh, the, the link in an, an email newsletter uh, and or uh, uh, upcoming magazine issues? Uh, all of those things, yeah. I, I do a, a weekly email blast, which is basically a roundup of the last seven days' news. That goes out very early on a, a Monday morning, so it's always included there. There's a link to the last seven shows in there. Um, I'm, I'm active on, as I say, Twitter. and I, I mean, one of the biggest sources of, of, of feedback that I've had so far has been uh, via LinkedIn. I've got Three and a half, four thousand followers on on LinkedIn. Um, you know, primarily in the construction and demolition business. And the way that the that, that anchor links appear on LinkedIn, it just makes them so clickable. You know, it, the, the way that it looks right. and the way that it interacts, it's almost tempting people not to click it. Um, so I've I've seen a <laughs> I've seen a lot of good feedback from that. And, and those are, to be honest, those are the sort of people that I, it, certainly in my experience. LinkedIn people, you know, because of the, the nature of, of LinkedIn, it, it is a, a, a professional business platform. So, you know, those are the, the people that I'm, I'm very, very keen to reach. And, and that seems to be doing it. You know, as you say that, I think uh, there is a certain level of credibility if you, quote, have your own podcast. Wouldn't you say that? I mean, people yeah. respect that and they and they know. I mean, it's a, it's a new thing it's an, and it's rising. It's just only going to get bigger and bigger. But people know that number one, I, I you know, if they, they're think, thinking, "Gosh, I don't know if I could do that if you even talk and just articulate." But number two, how do you do it and edit it and upload it in the RSS feed? And the fact that you have one—that's pretty impressive and, and incredible to a lot of people. Yeah, and I, I mean, certainly from my point of view, because I've I've got an established audience, you know, and, and they've become, I wouldn't say they've become jaded, but they, you know, they're, they're, they're used to getting my, my weekly email blast. They're used to getting my magazine every other month. They're used to seeing the daily updates, but up until recently, they'd never heard my voice. You know, I, I was, wow. I, was I, I was a photograph in a magazine or in actual fact, in the demolition magazine, it, you can only see half my face. <laughs> so I was this kind of mystery man behind, behind a lot of words. Whereas now, you know, they can they can hear exactly what I sound like, which, you know, depending on your viewpoint on the, on a South London accent, that's either a good thing or a bad thing. But you know, it's 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 given it a, a, a different kind of emotional link. I'm I'm not just a, a faceless individual. You know, it's it's somebody they can actually relate to now, um, which you know puts puts what I'm doing on a completely different level. I think that is a fascinating point, you know, and, and, and most of us are probably like that, you know, uh, that may, there's a lot of people have never heard our voice. So now I, as far as credibility, I think there's a lot of credibility when you have your own podcast. The only thing that's higher than that, I think, is a, you know, a content creator is probably to be an author. And you are an author. You mentioned a couple of children's books, but you've also just released a new book that's now available on Amazon. Tell us about that, Mark. Yeah, um, it goes back to my, my fascination with, with construction equipment. I've, I've, I've been writing about it for, as I say, 30 years. Um, and the, the, the biggest UK manufacturer of construction equipment is JCB. Um, I've been going to JCB literally for 30 years. Um, it's it's a slightly odd story to tell you, but I, on the 12th of May in 1990, I got married, um, and we left the church. My wife and I left the church in a, a vintage uh, Bentley car, and we got about halfway to where our wedding reception was 
due to be held. And four of my former colleagues on a construction magazine emerged from the bushes and basically kidnapped myself and my wife and put me, put the pair of us into a JCB digger, which took us the rest of the <laughs> way. So, so you know, my my links to JCB go back a long way. Um, That's awesome. And, and yeah, I, basically, it's, it's it's a strange thing. I was at a, a JCB press conference about two years ago. And the way that they launched a new machine, the, the style of the new machine, the style of the launch, just brought to mind uh, a Steve Jobs keynote address to the Apple faithful. Uh, you know, they, they'd really, it, it wasn't even so much razzmatazz. They just kind of, they, they'd come up with a, a, a variation on a, a product that had been around for years. So one of the things that I mentioned in the book is, you know, Apple never, Apple didn't invent the MP3 player. They didn't invent the tablet computer. You know, they didn't invent the smartphone. But what they did, they took all of those products and made them so much better. They made them aspirational yeah. and cool and sexy. And and to a large degree, JCB had done that with, in this instance, it was a wheeled excavator. And and it was it it was one of those things that went into my mind, but I was I was very busy at the press conference and I just put it into the back of my mind. And then I bumped into somebody from JCB at an exhibition and he referred back to this same machine and basically he was saying that the way that jcb had designed it was like the iphone so they would create a base machine and then their customers could modify it much as we do with apps or different cases and ringtones they could modify it to right. their own needs and at that point i thought there's a book here and and what was really strange was i got a i got my son I'd had this idea of, you know, why JCB is the apple of the digger world, which is the name of the book. And I got my son to draw up um, a logo, which was a JCB digger taking the bite out of the apple logo. So I, I final, love it. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now on Amazon, and I love the cover. It, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the bizarre thing was I, I, I asked for one final interview to sit down with one of the senior guys at JCB. And when I went to see him, they, they had no idea what the, the premise of the book was, but they were very helpful. Anyway, interviewing the, the, the guy, a guy called Tim Bernhope, and he started talking about um, Steve Jobs and uh, Johnny Ive, obviously their chief designer. And it was, it was at that point I, I said, well, can I show you something? And I got my iPhone out and I showed him the logo that my son had designed. And he was just astounded because we both of us had come to the same conclusion that, that JCB had had kind of emulated a lot of what a, a lot of what Apple had done. So that was right. it. That was that was that was the book kind of well, it was written in my head. It took a little bit longer to put it down on paper, but yeah, we we uh we got it down on paper and it was the first I as as you said, I I've, I've done a couple of children's books. I did a, a book for a, a charity as well, uh, maybe 2 years ago as well. But this was the first time I'd actually published through Amazon's CreateSpace platform. Um which was a real eye opener to me. Um, I've, I, when I've done books before, you've kind of had to take a bit of a flyer and, and order lots of books to get the unit cost down and right. hope that you'd sell them. And I've got boxes to prove that we didn't. Whereas with CreateSpace, Amazon does everything. I, I, I just, I set it free in the world, and they take care of the shipping and the dispatch and, and collecting the money and everything else. And it's it's been an absolute eye opener and. What's been really refreshing from my point of view, much the same as Anchor, I mean, the very fact that I'm talking to you in the States, 
we we set this book free and, and it's a, a British written book about a British manufacturer. We've sold more copies outside the UK than we've sold in the UK. So you know, I, I, I'm, I'm now a global author, a global author in a very small niche, but I'm a global author. That is awesome. I, you know, and uh, the fact that you use CreateSpace uh, is really cool. Uh, I'm an author myself, too, with my brother Dave Davidson, and we uh, have some a lot of books on Amazon as well. And it's a whole new world now. CreateSpace, just for those of you who may not have heard that or understand, it's a uh, service that Amazon provides. It's CreateSpace.com, and you upload your digital content uh, ready to what's called printing on demand. And so as Mark says, you don't have to order, you know, 5,000 books that are sitting in the warehouse that you have to fulfill. It's a digital on demand product. And so like I'm in the U S here, I can order it and I will, I mean, Hey, any, any time I do a, an author interview, I'm going to order your book. And so Amazon will print this in the U S and I can get it like free shipping, two day shipping. I'm a prime member, Mark. I can get it in two days. I'm, That's I'm absolutely my perfect. right now. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I want to make sure people know the full title, Renaissance, colon, Why JCB is the Apple of the Digger World by author Mark Anthony. Awesome. Go ahead and buy it. Give some uh, – you know what? No, this, let, let's leverage the Anchor community here. Uh, th- here's the thing. This is a brand-new release. It was released uh, July 29th. Right, so just That's correct, yeah. a few a few weeks ago, and so let's use the power of the anchor community. I see there are no customer reviews yet on Amazon. Let's get some yeah. people to buy your book, and let's get some good reviews up there for you. That would be fantastic. Yeah, the, the the slightly sad thing is we've actually had a couple of reviews, but they've come in via LinkedIn and Facebook, and they don't appear on Amazon. So that I've I've got some, oh, some right. really good feedback, but in the wrong places. Well, what you can do is just maybe email those people or contact them and say, hey, thank you for the review. Would you mind going to Amazon and just clicking the review? That that might be one possibility. But yeah, good idea. I, I'm going to be I'm going to be your first uh, uh, first perhaps <laughs> the first one to review it. So I'm I'm going to order it here. Well, Mark, congratulations. Uh, I, I just love your insights, and especially like you said, uh, you're in a very vertical market. Uh, and I think the listeners to uh, your profile interview today can take away so many things on how to apply your thinking and perspective and strategies to whatever their business is, their cause, their passion in life. So thank Very you much so thing. much. Yes. So uh, as far as Anchor, I know you're only 10 days into it. I mean, you you're like a baby. I, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in the future. I mean, you, you are taking taking it by storm. Well, I, I have to say, having discovered you and one or two other, um, you know, more more seasoned anchor users, that's been a real eye opener. As, as far as I was concerned, I, it was just going to be a case of me talking into my my telephone and sending out links to the people that that I was already talking to. Once you start to scratch the surface, things like the interview uh, capability, you know, that, that's a really powerful thing as far as I'm concerned because, you know, as a, as a journalist, interviews are, are my bread and butter. So as soon as yeah. I can start to use that, you know, that, that adds more value to my channel. And 
I, I, I just just the thought that's clearly gone into anchor. I, I'm just, you know, I, I listened back to my first, not my first, my first one was was fairly amateurish, but the second and third podcast that I put together with the interludes and the, the music in the background, it sounded pretty professional. And and yes. to think that I'd done that with no experience and on my phone, <laughs> you know, that that's pretty it's, remarkable. It really is. It's phenomenal. It really is. And I have a passion for, you know, helping to just teach and share anything that I know. And we, we all learn from each other. Uh, and I'm learning things every day. And especially the interview feature is an amazing tool. And you make a good point. As a journalist, yeah, that's the, that's uh, one of our main tools. So the cool thing is, just so people can understand, you're in the U.K., I'm in the U.S. Right now, Anchor does have a limitation to where I could not call you through the Anchor app to the U.K., they just don't have that set up yet. Now, I understand that they will have that capability hopefully soon, so that's going to open it up. I think Canada and U.K. are the first two markets that are going to open up. But there is a workaround, and that's what Mark and I did uh, with this interview. I gave him my mobile number, and he called through the Anchor app. For, and this is the first time, right, Mark, that you've used the interview feature? Yes. So he called my number. It appears on my phone is a Florida number because that's where the anchor uh, servers are. And then I just picked up, and then I started uh, just like I was doing it, but you know, you, you actually called me. So what will happen in the workflow, you will receive an email with the audio file. You can forward it to me, Mark, which I appreciate. I'll upload it on what's called the Web Clipper. And if you haven't checked that out, you can check uh, some of our archives at Anchor Talk Podcast. Uh, the Web Clipper is a desktop version that we can just upload any audio file. So we're, this is kind of a workaround here. Also, and you may not have realized this, Mark, but Anchor has a bonus thing with the interview. When you get the email, you will be blown away because the same uh, engine, the transcription engine that is used to produce their Anchor videos, this interview will be transcribed in email format. And it's pretty good. It's usually about 80 to 90%, uh, but at least it gives you a, a, a basis to start with. So just think about that as an author. Just let that sink in, that you can interview someone in the future, Mark, and then get an email within a short time, and not only have the – and they'll have, they'll have a, a link to download the audio too, but then you'll have it kind of as a foundational transcription. How powerful is that for you as a, a journalist? Uh, if it can understand my South London accent, that will be an absolute godsend. It really will. Um, I mean, uh, even today, you know, I, I, I record virtually every interview that I do, even if it's face to face. But somebody has got to sit there and transcribe that. And nine times out of 10, that's me. So, you know, that that's taking literally hours out of my working day. That that would be a a marvel. It really would. Well, uh, you we. I guess we'll find out soon enough. You'll get an email right after we hang up here. And the third thing that is so powerful, the interview feature, that I want to make sure everyone knows, once you finish it, since you started the call, uh, give it 10 or 15 minutes, go back in your app, uh, right there where you, know, you click where you're going to record, right to the left of the red button is where the interview, and then the upper right-hand corner you'll see a little folder. It'll say drafts. That's where the audio file is within the Anchor app. All you have to do, Mark, click that, add it to station, 
You don't have to download, upload if you don't want to. It's just right there within your app. And what I like to do and what I'll do for this is I will give one little intro audio segment. And I'll say, hey, we've got a great profile interview coming up here, Mark Anthony, and I'll give, you know, Tim Alesha News. Hope you enjoy this. And then I'll just go to that interview area, click, click, it's added to my station. It's, it's just seamless. That's How cool fantastic. is that? Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that you didn't mention was, I, I, you know, something to share with other people, and I, I realize that ours is, is kind of a unique case. But when I was trying to call you, I had to get rid of the country code. Um, you know, the, the obvious thing for me was to, was to dial the, the 001, and, and once I dropped that, the, the system worked perfectly. So, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because what, what we did is, Mark, you called me just as a pre-interview and you used the country code. But then when you tried it on the interview, you did the country code and it didn't work. So you dropped it and then that's what worked. So thank you for kind of testing that for our listeners. It's, it's worth knowing for the future. Yes. Well, Mark, it's been a pleasure to get to know you on Anchor. I have a new Anchor friend. Uh, I, I want to just encourage people to uh, sign up for your own interview. We're, we've pledged to do 100 interviews on Anchor. You were my eighth interview, Mark, and uh, the first, actually the second from the U.K. I actually had uh, another U.K. Anchor member earlier tonight. So it was, it's been a double UK night, and, and you're saying it's pretty late. What, what time? What time is it there in the UK right now? Um, it's about. Let me have a look. I'm stood near a clock. It is. It's two thirty-seven in the morning. Oh my goodness. Okay, I appreciate you staying up. You're you're a real trooper. Right now, that's a career journalist for you, right? You do whatever it takes. Yeah, we're we're a nocturnal bunch over here. Absolutely. Oh, well, I want to encourage everyone. You can go to our landing page that's part of the Anchor Talk podcast, and I have a new domain name now to make it easier. It's anchorinterviews.com. You can sign up just like Mark did, fill out uh, your little little sign-up form. It gives me some background information, and we schedule it, and we do it just, just like we did. And Hey, thank you, Mark, for the U.K., you know, you call me and the turnaround and the extra thing. You've been very patient, and thank you for staying up till 2.30 in the morning. You're more than welcome. Thanks ever so much for having me on, Dan, and thanks for all the advice on, on Anchor Talk as well. It's, it's been invaluable. Okay, thanks. And I'm going to click uh, and order my uh, copy of your new book right now. Fantastic. Thanks very much indeed. Okay, thank you, Mark. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.